Well, good day to you. It's Joel with the King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. When your parents speak as your mother and father who raised you, you're called to honor them because that honors God. However, to give weight to them, right, is what it actually means, which changes everything. Yes. JJ and we are talking today about meeting the parents which is also a movie back in the day it is a movie it's meet the parents and meet the Fockers <laughs> that movie was hilarious I'm not saying it's fully appropriate okay for anybody watching or yeah listening hi it, YouTube peeps by the way is it hard dating approved I don't know. I haven't watched it in probably 10 years, so I can't yeah. really speak to that. Just for liability and legal reasons, no. <laughs> but um, yes, anyway, we want to say hey to our YouTube fam. First and foremost, we're waving at you. What's up, family? We're going to bring up Lovey so you can get our guest appearance with your guys' favorite guests, the doggies. So Lovey says hello. If y'all always listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen and don't watch us on YouTube, we want to invite you to jump over to YouTube because we are trying to grow our YouTube channel. Well, you know what's crazy? It's fun. I, um, I actually watch all my podcasts on YouTube now. You do? Yeah. Wow. Unless I'm in the car, obviously. Right. But I, I watch like during work or a workout and I prefer to watch on YouTube. Just, I think it's more fun. Is that approved by your boss? <laughs> <laughs> Who's my boss? Uh, me. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Since when are you my boss? <laughs> okay wow separate conversation and this uh, is new information coming out for the people who are watching on youtube would you guys do us a favor and subscribe to this channel and like this video and share it with people it mean a lot well only if you enjoy it obviously right if you hate us don't do that i, I mean some people do well, some people on Instagram do right now. Yeah, people, <laughs> people do. are Kate, hating me. <laughs> people are so mean. You know, once something goes viral and it gets outside of the heart of dating audience into like secular culture, dude, people are ruthless to Kate. Yeah. I'm I feel just, so bad for you sometimes. I know. Well, you know, babe, it's okay. I'm just an old ogre that's over the hill. And I am just so lucky that I got to marry you. Dude, someone <laughs> said actually on YouTube uh, that Kate was over the hill and she's lucky that she ended up with a guy like me. Like and, I'm, yeah, I'm the, the ultimate chat level. And also that I'm Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. If the Jar Jar Binks so- one was brutal. <laughs> Actually, I thought it was cute because I love Jar Jar from Star Wars. Anywho, one other thing, you guys, if you want to support our podcast and our YouTube and all the production that goes into this now that we're launching two episodes a week, um, will you consider joining us over on Patreon? It's patreon.com forward slash heart of dating. 
And uh, you get a bunch of fun bonuses. One special thing is a month from now, we are doing our first ever live Heart of Dating podcast for our Patreon community. And you'll get to tune in, engage with us. You might be able to come on live video and ask a question. And so that's going to be in early January, but you have to be a part of Patreon to get that fun bonus. That's going to be so fun. I can't wait. Like, could you imagine doing that with Danny Austin and D Influence? I love it. Yeah, because I love you, her. Would you do it? I would do it. Like you would be excited to tune in? Yeah, because I'm a fangirl. Well, would would it go better than your first time meeting her if she called you? <laughs> Don't bring that up. I'm still sour about it. What what happened? I just got nervous and I ruined it. I met Danny in person. I've been listening to her, following her for years. And I don't know why it was awkward. I don't think I made it that awkward. I think it just became awkward for whatever reason. That so. is so well, it's like the only yeah. time I've seen you or heard you be starstruck around somebody. <laughs> and Kate Kate was all nervous and uh, apparently so it just it didn't go too well. She really was overthinking it. I was, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but Danny, if you ever listen to this, I'd love to make it up to you. Yeah, she um, she totally <laughs> listens to Heart of Dating as a married Mary mom of two. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Um, babe, there <laughs> is something happening at the end of this month. Do you want to tell them about it? Uh yeah. Heart of Dating Conference. <laughs> Let's go. I'm excited for the singles party. You just got your outfit, right? I just got my outfit and it's hard to find an outfit that will work for a disco cowboy theme while pregnant, but I did find it and I'm so pumped. Can I tell them about it? No, no, absolutely not. What? It's a surprise. Okay. Let's just say, well, I'm matching it. You know that, right? You are. And I'm going to, I'm going to have the biggest belt buckle you've ever seen time. uh speaking of singles party we just launched a separate ticket if you can't come in person to conference the 29th and 30th of december but you still want to have a cool event to do new year's weekend with single christians then or if you're like dating and want to come with your person to this then it's on december 30th from 7 to 11 at rocket town you can now buy a ticket just to the singles party it's going to be like the most it's going to be epic like we put a lot into this line yeah. dancing karaoke food trucks like theme drinks games like dance party and a dj like there's a lot going on it's gonna we might have a hat making bar i just i like where you can make your own hat it's gonna be sick i'm not lying like it's gonna pop it's and also so, it's also actually the night before new year's eve yeah and listen i don't know if people would agree or not but personally New Year's Eve is the most overrated holiday in the entire universe of all and holidays. And when is it that you can find like a cool party or event to go to that's like where you know it's safe and there's other Christians, but it's not weird. Right. And especially around New Year's. So I think Yeah, that's it's why not we're weird. You don't have to deal with like people getting blackout. Like it's <laughs> oh, just or uh, like creepers hitting on you. Right. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. So mm-hmm. feel free to come. We have a lot of people coming. They're like we're excited for conference, but if we're being honest, we're kind of more excited about the party where I'm like, hey, whatever floats your boat, man, like <laughs> I might be that way too. Also with the party, if you do just get a singles party ticket, you'll get um, three months access to conference. You'll get the live stream online version and you will get access to our app, our conference app, which yep. kind of almost serves like a dating app. It's not, but like you meet tons of singles on there Yeah, and Anyway, you get access to all that with your singles party ticket. Go to hodcnash.com. Let's go. 
today's episode, yes, we are going to be very transparent. Yeah. And um, you don't really get to hear people talk about their personal lives too much. Right. Because obviously, like, their family members and the people who hear it are still alive. Mm-hmm. And it's just tough, like, because you don't want to drag them publicly on any kind of platform. Yeah. And so we're going to get a little bit more vulnerable and honest with everyone today. Well, we do try to keep it vulnerable, but this is about things that don't have to do with just you and I. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So we're and always cautious about that. So just as a preface, um, just understand, like, whatever we share is always in the hope that you guys feel seen and validated and you guys are encouraged. It's not so that we can feel good about talking about someone uh, in a negative way. Right. So we love to just share and teach and we are completely fine being as transparent about our lives as much as it serves God's kingdom. Right. So before we get into our stories, we're going to talk about a few practicals and then we're going to explain how it all happened for you and I. Oh my goodness. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So buckle up, but um, let's talk about practicals first. Let's talk about to start when should you meet the parents? Okay, so this is a great question. Um, Are we dating? Are we talking? Like, are we in a relationship? Right. you set the ground rules or the, the 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 playing field. Well, if you guys don't tune in often, you should know that we define dating as the time before you enter into a committed relationship. So dating is a stage where you are trying to figure out if you want to be in a serious committed relationship. The relationship is boyfriend, girlfriend status, and you are serious about each other. And that's where if you're, fi- you're figuring out if you want to get engaged. So dating is that stage that's 60 to 90 days before you're in a relationship trying to suss out, do I actually know enough about this person to want to commit to them? And so when it comes time to meet the parents, we don't really recommend meeting the parents until you're in that serious relationship phase, personally. Okay. So you're saying you we've until you've dated for 60 to 90 days and you're in a relationship, do not meet the parents. Right. That is like probably the wisest wisdom I can give for dating couples because you what happens if you jump in too fast, you don't really know where you even stand with that person yet. You're still trying to figure it out. And sometimes people let their family in way too quickly when and there's so many voices in the family dynamic and there's so many opinions and it clouds like how you the process of you trying to discern how you feel about that person. Right. I also think some people introduce parent to people to parents too late. Like you shouldn't be introducing someone after you get engaged or like the week or two before you get engaged. Yeah. We, I've, I've seen that very close. That's also um, like not ideal. I I've seen that. And you're asking parents to bless a marriage where they don't know you. They don't know you at all. <laughs> they're like, yeah, but who are you? <laughs> right. They're like, so like, I want to marry your daughter. And they're like, well, I don't even know your middle name. 
Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So totally way too late. Uh, obviously with long distance and distances and not living locally to your family, that changes. But I would just say if it's important to have your family's blessing, then, you know, you have to put time and money and intention behind getting them to know each other. Right. Um, now I have a question for you. Um, like, it's just so fun though, when you're talking and you're dating to like tell your mom and tell your dad and your siblings or your cousins. Right. So there's a girl and it's only been five, six dates. Yeah. And she's really awesome. Like, and they start buzzing and, and they're talking to you and they're checking in. You're saying that's off the table. I would say to not do that. And I will say there is an exception. Okay. Okay. The exception is we talk a lot about having a life board of advisors, which is about six to eight people that you deeply trust that are wiser than you, spiritually very mature, who you like almost are like mentor type figures in your life. So some people do have their one or both parents on that life board of advisors. I actually find it's pretty rare. You might love your parents and value them, but maybe they're not the healthiest or safest or the kind of people you want to emulate your relationship right. life, around or, you know, so if you're one or both of your parents or somebody in your family is on your life board of advisors, they're that trusted spiritual discernment, discerning voice then I would potentially bring that one person or two people into the process before you're in a serious relationship because you do want their wisdom. But I think there's a balance of, okay, if my mom is on my board of advisors, I might tell her, but am I sitting around the dinner table at Christmas telling everybody? Am I telling my brother? Am I telling my dad? Am I telling my stepdad, my stepmom? Am I telling all my aunts and uncles and cousins? No, <laughs> not at that moment. But it's so fun. It feels fun, but it's not wise. I'm telling you, why, it's not. And why is that? Because everyone has an opinion. Right. And those opinions don't need to be said that early on. And what about when it doesn't work out? Well, because... Because they're they're now upset because they right or they're like, obsessed and yeah. they hang it over your head right and they say I can't believe and we if we could we get rid of you and get JJ back here because oh we loved him so much what I how did like, you you don't even and, or and they're the, gonna be like well the, this is why you're still single right or if the person broke up with you and you're like thank you for rubbing it in even more. Right. Right. I still, I, I would have loved to have married them and thank you for reminding me about them. <laughs> so I just wouldn't introduce that person to your family. Most of your family until you have an idea of where you stand with them. Yeah. That's just our best guidance. Obviously there's exceptions and you guys are going to do what you guys feel like is best to do. And we know it's fun and exciting, but it, it's just out of guidance and wisdom after seeing it go wrong so many times. Exactly. Now say, you know, this is Christmas coming up. I'm going to um, Columbus, Ohio for the first time <laughs> to spend Christmas with the girl I've been dating for eight months. Um, You're now in a relationship. We're now in a relationship and it's my, uh, maybe it's six months. It's my first time meeting the family and uh, I'm nervous. How should we prepare together yeah, great for, this, uh, for this trip we got coming up? Yeah, I think... 
it's on you as the partner introducing your significant other to your family to ideally prepare them for what they're walking into. Okay, like it's, PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, yeah, it's like bullet points. Thank Here, you for coming here's tonight. Here's what you know about my mom. Here's what you know about my dad, my Change brother. Here's yeah. the dynamic you might be walking into. Just some like top line things. They, they're going to figure out more but like i would <laughs> i would prepare them you know especially if they're going into a, a realm of people who there might be an unhealthy individual or unhealthy dynamics prepare them for what they're about to walk into it also shows a lot about you if you have if you've been able to identify those things you you're showing that you are mature enough to like be able to discern some of these things in my family aren't healthy. Um, I'm aware of that. And I'm just letting you know in advance, I would take that from a, somebody I was dating and be like, okay, they're really wise about what they're not blind to the dynamics okay, of their so family. Like, so I'm not, I'm actually not a PowerPoint guy. I'm a Google slides guy. <laughs> um, if they were creating that presentation, uh, what are the kind of questions that they should be thinking about? Or say they don't have a, a partner who's going above and beyond with their presentation. And I'm asking you, Kate, hey, we're about to go to Columbus next week. Yes. Uh, what like what should I ask? Right. And if they, if your partner isn't forthright in what to know about their family, then you should definitely ask. Don't just like sit there and be like, okay, we'll see what happens. Right. Don't like, do that. Try to prepare yourself. So a question I'd ask is, what should I know about your family before meeting them? That's mm. a pretty broad question. Very open-ended. Right. But like, is there anything really specific I should know about them or this family member or, you know, whoever you're meeting? Okay. That's good. Uh, what about like conversations and topics and stuff? Is there anything I should ask? about that or should I just let yeah. every conversation take place? I would ask if there's any topics off limits. Like, is there anything I should not ask or uh, not okay. bring up? Like I told you before meeting one side of my family, don't bring up medical stuff. Don't bring up politics. Right. Because <laughs> they're, don't. they're not normal topics. They're like supercharged topics with a lot, a lot of opinion fireworks. Even them. if you would agree with it, I'm like, if you bring it up, it's going to be something that is talked about now for the whole night and it's not going to be very enjoyable or fruitful. Yes. Okay. So, or like, you don't want to ask, where's your husband if it's, you know, a single mom and her daughter and you're right. just, you just genuinely, they're going through a divorce. Right. They're in the middle of it. And you just genuinely didn't know. Right, exactly. So, okay, so topical stuff. Um, what about asking for stuff I should talk about? Like, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Okay. Like so maybe what are some good things to... So another example, like with my dad, I told you in advance, my dad's awesome, yet very introverted, and it takes a while to get to know him. So I told JJ, hey, if you want to connect with my dad, here are like five topics you could bring up that he loves talking about. Actually, the first one and the top one, the number one, you said, do not ask about this. I said, don't ask about pipelines unless you are prepared to like listen to it. Uh, him talk about that for a long time. Dude. So naturally. <laughs> you brought it up. I brought it up. And I was like, is this real? You know, and it was true. Like I didn't say a word. And the longest conversation I've had with my father-in-law to this day <laughs> is about a 20 minute lecture about pipelines and i've gotten multiple which is of them. so cute i love it it's so funny but like 
that was what so you were like okay i'm i'm willing to do that and definitely impressed him i'm sure he like enjoyed that you asked yeah i mean um, i didn't even have to say anything i just had to ask a question and about like with my dad it's uh alabama football right. and hunting if you keep the conversation focused on those two topics he'll walk away and be like that was the most awesome person i've ever met in my life <laughs> And, or how much you want kids <laughs> right yeah, or, or having a big family so i'd say that and then probably lastly is you know now that we date so nationally and so differently uh you're not dating someone from your local town uh family rules cultures expectations right, right? Yeah. um go above and beyond especially if it's a intercultural dynamic like yeah. our best friends are nigerian and F filipino they yep. clash cultures a lot. Yeah. So it's like important to know like, hey, this isn't kosher at the dinner table or these are things you can expect in the culture of my family. Yeah. Or like, just like house household rules. Like I've seen families where your phone on the table and checking it briefly is tolerable. And then if I if we were in Tennessee with my family and you were texting at the table, like it would be bad. You'd be kicked out of the house. Right. Another thing, actually, this is funny because it relates to your family that is something I didn't know until I got grouped in a group text. This is after we did get married, is that the women at holidays are always making all the food. So I was grouped into like family texts of like, hey, Kate, so what are you going to be making? And for those of you that don't know, I'm not the cook at all um kate likes to push back against the patriarchy when it comes to uh cooking uh i can make a charcuterie women, cheese plate and though. women uh you know not uh assuming uh roles in the kitchen i'm like i've never made a turkey i can contribute stuff it's just not my forte like jj makes food in our house so it was so funny to just be like looped in that message and i'm like okay ladies so what are we making and i'm like i'm so not making funny. anything like what are you talking that about that was pretty funny so <laughs> like, that was okay. just something i didn't think about right i've never had to think about that and it was also normal for me so the funny thing about coming from family and we had an episode on this is whatever your family dynamic is is that is familiar and so therefore it's normal for you right and whatever is familiar and normal for them is going to be different than yours because there's no perfect family or clone family, like there's yeah. always gonna be, whether you guys are from the same American Midwestern culture or totally across the globe cultures, mm -hmm. right? There's gonna be clashing and conflict. Today, I get to talk to you about Factor 75 meals. These, before I even got to look them up, try them myself, I actually had them at a friend's house and they popped them in the microwave for two minutes and I was like, there is no way this thing is actually good. And it was amazing. I was blown away and then sure enough, we got to try it out ourselves and we loved it. So I'm always looking for variety. I mean, Kate will talk to me every single Sunday. She'll ask me for the grocery list and I'm always struggling to think of fun, creative meals that actually taste good, that don't take a long time to make. And I always go back to Factor. I mean, it's just so easy to pop these in. So what's really cool about Factor that I've really appreciated and liked is that it's not just dinner. Factor's actually been able to break out and take their selection, variety, and value and apply it to snacks. And I'm a big snacker, so to have healthy really great macro filled food all day long from breakfast to dinner and snacks i am so ecstatic to talk to you guys about factor and you guys know we love to save you money we love it so if you're ready to make that investment try it out i know a lot of people who tried this out and they stayed on it past the discount because they enjoyed it so much 
head over to factormeals.com slash heartofdating50, code heartofdating50, yes, you have to spell it out to get, yes, 50% off because you guys know we love you. So should we share a little bit about our stories about meeting each other's parents? Yes. Um, Can we start with yours? Yeah, we can start with mine. Uh, Just to be transparent, and this is my first time sharing it publicly uh, because it's public information now, is my parents just recently completed a a divorce Mm -hmm. uh, after 34 years of marriage. Um, Mm -hmm. and when I met Kate a couple years ago is when it kicked off, the separation kicked off. And so everything from Kate and I's meeting the family to engagement to even marriage was in the middle of that divorce process, uh, which which is very difficult. Yeah. I don't know if there's a divorce process in the history of divorces that is easy. Obviously it's just not an ideal time to meet someone's family, but that that's okay. I didn't mind it in that regard. I yeah. just knew that it was hard there's for just, JJ and hard for his family. Right. There's always a lot going on in those situations. They're, you know, like you're just walking on powder kegs and uh, lots of trauma surfacing, lots of pain. And so it, it is only a process that can be walked with supernatural grace, supernatural empathy and kindness and understanding and just realizing that there's just a lot of unhappy, hard things going on, and uh, it's not going to be a normal process. Yeah, totally. So that specifically with my parents was, you know, my mom and my dad, and um, you know, my mom in a sense um, was much more okay in the process than my dad. My dad was definitely going through a lot in that sense, um, and you know, divorce sometimes it's a uh, mutually agreed upon and sometimes it's not and this one was not uh which made it even harder um and so bringing in kate to that situation was extremely difficult um from the first time that i actually called one of my parents um you know my dad uh with kate on facetime uh it was a nightmare and the first time that Kate got and to meet my dad, and you didn't prep me on that, and one. I did not prep her because yeah. I didn't have any expectation it could go that badly. <laughs> I really didn't, and it went awful. And then the first time Kate got to meet my dad in person, it, it went even worse. With and I had even prep Kate, which thank goodness I did, because I mean you can share like an example of the question. Yeah, it was kind of like an interrogation. Um, it was an interrogation. Yes. Like what you would expect <laughs> from like a Southern strict dad who's like grilling like a 17 year old about dating his daughter. I'm 32 except, and I'm like, okay, sure. Was, like, but some of the questions like, you know, people single will know what I'm saying about this. It's like, so you're 32 and still single. Why? Why are you still single? And not in the realm of with the air of, oh, you're so amazing. Like, why would you still be single? But more like, there must be something wrong with you to be 32 and still single. And, you know, answering that question to there was, I don't know if you're comfortable speaking to the issue that he had with me, the biggest issue. Yeah. I mean, it was, um, her age. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, uh, I had him and a few other family members and the extended family, uh, again, keep in mind, very traditional who were just deeply concerned with the age. With, with Kate me being, being older, five and a half years younger, and obviously older, you, and you being younger, yeah, and um, you know, 
childbearing is a big deal and priority and value. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there's a massive concern on my age and mainly if I could bear children, basically. Yeah. Um, something that like truly I hadn't, I'd never felt self-conscious about my age. And even through this, never, I didn't. Um, but it was just a very interesting, unique like thing to get brought up a lot, <laughs> even honestly to the point of during our wedding and wedding week. But yeah, I mean, you if we're being more honest, like as far as uh, nightmare scenarios, it was all the way up to the wedding week. And yes, even the wedding day itself uh, with conflict uh, and issues going on. Um, and that's all I'll share as far as like specificity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we share these stories and like having your girlfriend at the time, you know, just be insulted in front of your face at a dinner table. It's just extremely hard. You know, Kate and I go through this and everyone listening goes through this kind of situation. When you have people who are dealing with pain and trauma in their life and they're not dealing with it and transforming it, you transmit it to other yes, people. Exactly. So having to walk uh, a, a very fine line of Kate making sure that she knows I have her back and I do not tolerate what's going down in front of me and also i'm obligated like to not like tackle my dad and put on boxing gloves and have a wwe match in front of her right that's kind of like that glorified hyper masculine macho like response of like i'm gonna protect what's mine you know that's also off the table Mm -hmm. i don't believe in that as well um so lots of stern honest conversations um, which is sad, you know, you never want to have those kind of conversations with your dad, you know, like it's just not a world that you ever dream of right. to have to lay and enforce strict boundaries with your dad about how he's treating someone that y- you and your mind are thinking about calling your wife. Yeah. And that's going to be his daughter-in-law. Right. Right. And I will say like from that first meeting in person, I did feel like JJ really had my back. And I think that's an important thing. You know, I didn't feel like it was JJ and his dad sitting across the table, like both looking at me like, yeah, Kate, why are you still single? Or yeah, Kate, can you bear children? You know, I really felt like, um, JJ, what did have my back in that? And I think that is important. Um, I've seen or heard scenarios where somebody might go to meet someone's parents and they suddenly ask all these really hard and almost like inappropriate questions. And the other person's like, yeah, I mean, I want to (laughs) know. And it's like, okay, wait, wait, wait. Like that is, that that is not Gucci. Remember you're, you're here to support your, your partner and, and like, yes. And especially you have to think about, is this person who's asking the questions a wise, safe person? How much can I really like? That's super important. Yeah, that's that's a massive point. I, I just want to wrap up the point about meeting your side of the family and just kind of this could be. Oh, <laughs> is she OK? She's good. Lovey has been in this video the entire time. Hi, YouTube people. You can see her. Oh, 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 oh my, oh goodness. my gosh, I'm sorry. Leave that. I don't know to, if we should cut that out. No, you she's can like leave She's like gagging it. something in my face. I think she's okay. All right. Well, no, okay, I just want to wrap this up by saying, you know, like, how did we handle that situation? Like, I <laughs> thankfully could see that um, I needed to have stricter boundaries with JJ's dad than JJ did. And so we, I have my own set of boundaries JJ has a different set of boundaries with his dad that are le- that are less than mine. And then we have boundaries as a couple. So 
Those are conversations we've had before marriage, in marriage. I think we need to put Lovey on the ground. She's like, <laughs> not okay. Bye, okay. Lovey. <laughs> Lovey. She's not okay. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> that I was, was... Like, like yakking in the background <laughs> of the mics. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so it's important to be able to come up with a team game a game plan as a team um and that's something we've really worked on yeah and listen um if that person is wise <laughs> and you mm -hmm. trust them and the, the your partner is maybe not the safest person in the world and they're trying to have some of that honest vulnerable conversation right that's kind of like the flip side like what if what they're saying and bringing up is valid Right. Right. I, I think there is just a time and place. And when it comes to meeting the parents and the, the first time around, it's almost like a date. Like you're not there to see whether or not they're going to be your future in-laws and they're going to accept you. Like you're not asking for their blessing on the first time around. I would just say just like a date, making it as lighthearted, fun, just getting to know each other, building friendship and relationship. That is the best thing you can do. Yeah. I want to make a point, too, for the question people always say, well, aren't you marrying their family? Totally. Too? Because that really relates to our situation. And like, no, yes and no. Like, I, I obviously want to prioritize connection with your family, vice versa. But like I because of certain things, depending on the health of a person, I'm we might not be best friends and maybe there are going to have to be boundaries yeah. and that's okay. Well, I mean, there's tons of great books written on this because right. <laughs> reality says that every family is going to have challenges and issues totally. and some are going to have incredibly different. I mean, ours are hard, but there are some that are enormously harder. So Dave and Ashley Willis, we love them. They have a great book that is called that I, I got to endorse, which is amazing, called Married into the Family. And it's awesome about setting boundaries with family, like having realistic expectations, right. how to leave and cleave. So okay. there are there are phenomenal and tons of resources about yeah. this because this is I think what people don't realize is, is very common. It's and they so feel like common. when they hit conflict and challenges with their family and in-laws and boundaries like they're an anomaly and everyone else loves their in-laws. Right. Like I can only marry someone with a perfect family right. dynamic. I'm like, if that's what you're looking for, then you are going to maybe never find well, them. Well, <laughs> that's what I grew up in. I grew up in, you know, and it is more like a Southern evangelical Bible belt. Like when you marry someone, you marry their family. And I've really grown to disdain that quote, not because it's untrue. It is true, but it's so old fashioned in the sense of when you married someone, you married into their family for status and reputation and political right. gain. It was so loaded and charged uh, that you couldn't marry someone if their family had a poor reputation. The saddest part about that is that no one in the history of mankind has ever gotten to choose their family. Right. So are you going to punish someone because their dad is in jail and their mom is abusive and a drug addict like but they've been completely set free by the blood of jesus right have a totally new they might have like, been a christian future. since 13 or since 30 like it it doesn't really matter right. all that matters is who they are today right who they are today and we can deal with the family later right well on that note do you want to quickly go over how it was meeting my one oh side my of goodness. my family <laughs> I mean, so both of our parents are separated. So, you know, holidays, like there's four families to hit um, or, you know, parents, whatever it might be. Uh, so definitely complicated. Uh, it went really well with your mom. And um, until, you know, we went for Thanksgiving and 
we had a great relationship, her and I. Um, it just turns out that that night, um, the obviously the politics and the healthcare subjects were brought up and um, I'll let you pick up from yeah, there. Yeah. So the first time my mom was, or my JJ was meeting my mom and stepdad and that side of the family, um, the topics that are very charged got brought up and... I was quiet, wasn't saying anything, but something was said to me that I won't say here in those moments that was very inappropriate. And basically, if you can imagine, there were, was at that point probably eight years of just suppressed tension between me and a certain individual and over certain things. I am not going to be specific. And yeah, very hard things. Very hard things. And there's a powder keg that got shut off shot off like big, it was big, it was and just something very inappropriate was said to me and i i don't i'm not proud of this but i it triggered me so much that it just i erupted and all of those eight years of tension and pain and unsaid things like came out and JJ got to witness that. And of course, it's like the one time it's come up in eight years and JJ is literally there for the first time meeting these people. So it was a very bad, bad, bad nuclear situation. On a scale of one to 10, it was a 12 bad. I'm telling you, it was Yeah, bad. it was. And it was not good. And And another added factor that was hard for us is JJ went into like more of a peacemaker mode and I, he doesn't know, nor does he have the history to know like, or the time with these people to know how hard this kind of a dynamic was for me. Um, and so he didn't hear what was said to me. And that also made it tough because he didn't realize like what set me off. And so there was a level that he was trying to like calm me down thinking like I'm overreacting, which I was overreacting. <laughs> However, he was kind of like, like almost thought I was crazy, I would say. <laughs> and it was just a bad dynamic between us after that, because he was like, well, why, why would that like, what, what caused that? Like, and then he's like, yeah. I don't think that was said to you. I didn't hear that. I'm like, no, it was said to me. <laughs> no, it was, it was really bad. Um, it was really bad in the sense of it's just not the circumstance that you want to meet family members yeah. and you want to have your first experience and it just catastrophically kind of ruined that night specifically. Right. Um, obviously, the next day there was lots of reconciliation for the months to come. There was lots of reconciliation yeah. um, and God was super faithful in that. Mm -hmm. um, but even if it didn't, I think what the hope is and the encouragement is, is I know lots of people who actually did not hit it off really well with the family. Um, and the first, second, third time meeting or over the phone, like it did not go well. Yeah. And, and everyone was very kind of confused. It was super challenging. You have someone in front of you that you do want to marry. Um, and you know that their parent behind them maybe doesn't have the best opinion of you. Right. So I would just say, just to clarify there, like, you know, one like, is this parent. If, if that somebody doesn't approve in your family? Well, yeah, I think you have to evaluate number one, like, is this person who doesn't approve, are they safe? Like, are they mature in their faith? Mm -hmm. Are they a trusted person? Like, 
are they on that life board of advisors? Right. Like, do, like when they speak, do you really listen? Yeah. Do they actively contribute really wise counsel in your life? Do they do they have a role in your life? Or are they just family that didn't that you didn't you didn't choose them? And sometimes it's a hard question because you've given them a role in your life that maybe they shouldn't have. I or see, a voice in your life that maybe they shouldn't have. I see that all the time. Yeah. I think if I see one thing passed down from family to family and my family, immediate friends and from the couples and the singles that we work with is that singular mistake. People, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say accidentally, but, but people mistakenly put their parents, aunts, uncles, siblings as trusted wise counsel in their life when they are not safe wise, emotionally mature, spiritually mature, healthy people. Exactly. And it's because of one scripture. Yeah. And if you guys are wondering why, it's it's very, very obvious. And it's been used and abused for generation after generation. Exodus, the Ten Commandments, the Fifth Commandment, honor your father and mother. Mm -hmm. It is so important to God's word and God's law that it is a Ten Commandment. Mm-hmm. However, the word honor, and this will blow your minds, when the Bible says to honor your father and mother, it's not saying obey your father and mother. You see, the root word honor actually means to give weight to, mm-hmm. to give weight to. So when, you're, when your mother and father speak, you listen mm-hmm. and you give extreme weight to their opinion. But that does not mean you obey them and do everything they say especially as, as an it adult. becomes over 18 years old you are not living in their house and obligated to follow the rules that's when it's most critical when mm-hmm. your parents speak as your mother and father who raised you yeah. you're called to honor them because that honors god however to give weight to them right is what it actually means which changes everything yes so they disapprove and they say, I don't want you to marry this person. Well, I'm really going to evaluate who you are and who I'm listening to. Right. Right. I'm not going to listen. If my counselor comes in that room and they say, I have no counseling background. I have no degree. I've worked with no couples before, except maybe two or three who were family. And I actually have a terrible marriage myself. And I don't practice anything that I preach. Um, yeah. You're not going to go to that counselor. You're not going to listen to them, right? Yeah. Like they have no qualification. Totally. In that sense. In the same way we do the same thing with family. Just because they happen to be related to you by blood, we gave them these esteemed positions of counselor. Yeah. When they've done nothing except destroyed the the right to speak into your life like that. A hundred percent. So that that is so a foundational teaching for anyone who has a parent who's still alive and speaks into their life. Yep. Um, now, bonus tips and questions for meeting the family. I'm going to Columbus Let, let's next week. Rapid fire. What should I know? Let's rapid fire it. Okay, outfits. Should, can I just dress how I normally dress? Uh, if you would question it, I wouldn't wear it. I would ask them what would be appropriate to show up at your parents' house, their parents' house. In. So... Wildlife t-shirts. No. Really? <laughs> you know. So, okay, it's not dress to impress, but it's dress with some kind of idea for, you know, to yeah, be you're presentable. You're not wearing like sweatpants and a sweatsuit outfit. Think about your grandmother. You just, you always want to be presentable when you show up to Absolutely. your grandmother's house, right? Yeah. Same thing with your family. It's not suit and tie. 
Just presentable. Yep. Okay, number two. I love this one. Serving and helping. Serving and helping. Now, we're not saying be Mother Teresa uh, so that you know, every single chore on the list you volunteer for and you spend eight hours just doing chores and dishes and cooking and cleaning, you're going to be trying too hard. Yeah. Right. But at least like keep in mind, like serving, helping, cleaning up dishes, like offering, like it's, it'll go a long way, at least with you offering. Yeah. I would just say proactively volunteering. So when the meal's wrapping, you are the first one to get up. Uh, you're waiting for that last person to finish their bite so you can just snatch their plate and you can get a head start clearing the table. Just showing proactively, hey, I want to help. I'm not here to just be served. I'm here to serve, Uh, especially if that's in your nature. Now, if you're not a server, I would just challenge you in general, like that needs to be a part of your life. Um, Some other things are, yeah, maybe bring a gift, nothing too crazy, maybe a flowers or... Flowers or wine wine or a candle like right. basic gifts if they don't drink alcohol obviously that's something that you kind of want to know yeah, before exactly. you show up See, with a bottle of pinot no like um in advance if you're going to a restaurant with them and your family's culture is they don't drink alcohol and then you're the only one at the table ordering it i mean like that's awkward so hopefully you know those things in advance yes uh phone um i'm gonna tattle on myself mm. <laughs> Why, why'd you say it like your that? first meeting of my brother yeah, Brandon, I love you. And uh, if you're listening, which you're not, um, I have a confession. It was an NFL Sunday. Uh, my addiction to football was at an all-time high. I was absolutely in bachelor mode. And as you drove me around Dallas uh, to look at houses and holiday lights, which... And, and tore him around. And tore me around, which is for me, everyone else in the car is from Dallas in those areas. Um I was watching NFL football the whole time. And I was so annoyed. And Kate was pissed. <laughs> and rightly so. I was like, wait, JJ, he's doing this for I, you. Guys, your first time meeting my brother. And it was a car tour for Dallas. Listen, would I have chosen a car tour? Maybe, maybe not. Like, But the whole point there is family time and connecting and being with them and whatever we wanted to do should have been my top priority. Absolutely. And I was half there and half in la la football world. <laughs> and I know Kayla, it just feels good to hear your spouse confess stuff, doesn't yep, it? It does. It, there is no better feeling in the entire universe mm-hmm. than hearing them say, baby, I was wrong. Okay. Just to wrap up, um, be as flexible as possible. Be unoffendable. Whenever something is brought up, you never want to be the person who's escalating. Uh, Just be unoffendable. I know that's easier said than done. Learn and absorb. Try to meet everyone. Find out something interesting about them a fun fact get curious yeah and then lastly just relax you are walking in there and you as someone who lives in the identity of christ you have nothing to prove nothing to prove and when you're around people that you're eventually comfortable with like do you think about how you're coming across like when you're with your no like you don't question whether or not you should talk as much as possible you want to emulate what it's like being around the family with you and your partner just enjoying downtime and connection and relationship yeah you want to be yourself too and lastly there is hope just because it doesn't go well in the beginning <laughs> as you can see with there is Jake, al- 
always, always in Jesus, there is always hope. So just keep that in mind. That alleviates so much pressure of it having to go perfectly. There's always hope. Mm -hmm. There's always hope. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you guys. We hope this episode of Meet the Parents helps you, whether you're in that season or about to be, um, or just preparing for later on. And um, we love you guys. Let's go. We'll see you next week. Okay. Bye, guys. The Heart of Dating podcast is created by Kate and JJ Tomlin. Shout out to our epic audio and video editor, Scott Caro. We have an amazing Heart of Dating team who helps bring the show to you each week. I want to shout out Kelsey Napier, our Heart of Dating digital marketing coordinator, and Elena Gibson, our brand and community manager. We couldn't do it without them. Now, if you guys have never ranked us or reviewed us on iTunes or Spotify, would you consider doing that? It would mean so much because our podcast can get more discovered and more people can learn how to better date as Christians. Don't we all want that? We launch our podcast each and every week on Wednesdays. So we will see you next week.